the very first thing I would tell you to think about is exactly who you want to have on your list, which again, if you're a copywriter or any type of consultant, that means I want you to think about your ideal client. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode. And today we have an internet marketer uh, from way back, uh, somebody I first heard about through Ben Settle. And Terry Dean from Florida, how are you? I am doing excellent today. Awesome. This is a real privilege, actually, because I have uh, read a lot of your stuff, I think, and gone through a few of your courses. And and I, you know, like I said, I, I came through it through Ben Settle was the first person I sort of heard talking about you because I sort of got into this stuff late uh, as opposed to the rest of you. But uh, so yeah, maybe bring us up to speed a little bit. I know you started in like the mid 90s or something like that. So maybe give us the, the quick superhero origin story. The, the quickie version is I started back in 1996. I was delivering pizzas for Little Caesars for eight bucks an hour. Heard about the internet. Wasn't a whole lot going on in 96. I heard about it. I said, you know what? This is something I think I can do. Went out, bought my first PC ever, taught myself to use it, got online, experimented with things like CompuServe. And uh, basically within the first few months, I got to earning a full-time living online, which of course I was delivering pizzas for a living. So when I say full-time income, don't think I was earning a doctor level <laughs> income. I was beating the pizza delivery income in a few months and discovered one of my biggest secrets was about six months in, I discovered just how closely related my income was to my email list. As my email list grew, so did my income. They went side by side. So we're now talking 21 years ago. And ever since that day, my email list has continued to be the driver of the majority of my profits. Since then, I've helped thousands of clients and I've actually worked with hundreds of people directly one-on-one in all different types of markets. So that gives me a real broad base of experience. It's kind of funny. I really enjoy the one-on-one work with clients because that means I'm not just in the internet business field. I get to be in the tennis field, in the golf field, and selling to chiropractors and all these different markets that I'm helping clients in. It gives me a lot of feedback. It gives me a lot of stats across all different markets, seeing what's really working online, what's not working online. That is awesome. That is a great superhero origin story, the pizza delivery guy. Today, we're going to talk a bit about email marketing and then we're going to segue into a little bit about continuity products and for you know the majority of our audience being made up of uh, people who are already doing copywriting and who want to jump into copywriting or that kind of thing freelancers uh, maybe we'll touch on a few things that uh, you use to find clients uh, for your for your marketing strategies so let's start with the email thing because I'm probably most familiar with that, you have a product called Autoresponder Alchemy, and uh, maybe we'll just jump right into some of the deep end of the ocean. Email still remains the most profitable aspect, it seems, of, of uh, online marketing. And I would especially say for the for the audiences listening to this, being copywriters and those who are attracting clients, your email list is your – that's basically your little your ocean for bringing in clients. It comes right. from your email list. Right. 
So if people are getting started or they haven't built up a list, Terry, what are some of the, the sort of the first few things they should be doing that maybe people are getting wrong? Because I've heard people in the past on other podcasts, people who've gone on now to do very well for themselves. And almost universally, one of the first things uh, they said when they were interviewed sort of after they became quote unquote successful was I should have started my email list earlier. Uh, so what should be people be doing? Well, the best day to start your email list was yesterday. And the next best day is today. Okay. So You're in luck, people. That, that, so that, that means that you really need to start your email list now. The very first thing I would tell you to think about is exactly who you want to have on your list, which again, if you're a copywriter or any type of consultant, that means I want you to think about your ideal client who is the perfect client for you, the A-plus client who pays you on time, who implements whatever you teach them to do. You know, the type of client that when you write copy for them, they actually use the copy you wrote. That's a good client. You know, and they and they, and they pay you for it. Well, I would go back a few years and oh, I, I say a few years, about 10 years ago, I did some copywriting for other clients. Actually, it was more than 10 years ago, maybe t- 15 years ago. I was doing copywriting for clients and it was so annoying to me because I did, I had an upfront fee, which always got paid the upfront fee, but then I also had some type of royalty or um, pay for results. And I didn't, I didn't collect any of that like <laughs> 70, 80% of the time because they didn't do anything. <laughs> right. That- and that's shocking to a lot of people because I have experience being a copywriter myself. And that's what I do. I would say mostly I've sort of moved into more marketing strategy uh, as of late. But yeah, man, I remember when I first heard about how – I think it was Gary Halbert charged people with the royalties. was the first person I heard talk about that. And I thought, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's brilliant. you know. But then – you know, later in that same seminar, or, or you know, so shortly thereafter, he said, "But your hopes of collecting that are like nail because clients, <laughs> clients suck." You know, or whatever he said. And we've talked about this on the show before. You know, it is a little surprising that those things go. But it, this is a common thing that people who've done copywriting for clientele have experienced. It definitely is. So I want you to start thinking about the client. Think about the clients that you have right now who are the clients that you want. You want more of those clients and start describing them what you know about them, where they hang out, what they do, you know, where you best resonate with them. So you hopefully, if you have clients right now, you've, you've spoken to some of them on the phone, you've gotten to know them a little bit, you've seen what resonated with them, you've had discussions, maybe they told you some of their stories. If you're writing copy for them, you might have written some stories for them. And all these pieces, I'm just talking about getting to know the audience that you're going to go after because that's the first thing you want to do is you think about your email list is I don't want to just bring anybody on my list. It might be nice that you know your mother or your brother or your sister want to join your list, but they're not your potential clients, so they don't really count on your list except for the numbers. What I really want are my best clients on my list. And so I'm going to think about that first. And then I'm going to think about giving away some type of freebie. And we talk about it as a league magnet, something that we give away when people join a list. I've actually started using different terminology lately, and I call it a free preview. That means I want to give away something that is not only free and of value, but it's a bridge to what I'm selling. And I want you to think about it this way. If we go to the ice cream shop, they might give us a free scoop of ice cream. Okay, So we go through, we get to eat the free scoop of ice cream. It's only going to be enough to get us hungry for more. That's that's all they're doing. It's a bridge to what they're selling. A free preview, your lead magnet is the same thing. It's a bridge to what you're selling. So if you are a copywriter, that means it's going to have something to do with copy or something to do with conversion or some other little tips of that thing. So it depends on what, of course, what you're offering, what you're doing, what you're selling. You're going to offer something that leads 
towards what you're selling. And a mistake that I think a lot of people make is this depends on what you're selling. But if your product or service has, if you have like a lower cost version, I try to sell it immediately after somebody joins the list. Okay, so if the only thing you offer is a $10,000 in-person coaching session, we're we're probably not going to sell that the first day someone joins your list. Okay, I I understand that. So take that on the side. But if you sell a an ebook or you sell an online course or you sell a discovery call maybe you give a free discovery call or you sell a discovery call for $100 or maybe you do a website review for someone on the way bringing them into your services all these types of things you can do things like this immediately and so the process i like when I set up an email list is I set up, okay, we're going to give away something for free. And the process that, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can give away. You can give away a PDF. You can give away a video. You can give away an audio. You know, it almost doesn't matter. Audios sometimes are the easiest because you could have somebody interview you about the methods and now you have an audio to give away. A podcast episode could be something that you give away. That's, you know, those are all. In fact, that's what I do. I give away uh, the first month uh, on my own website. I give away the first month of a 12-month continuity audio program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I give away – since I have a print newsletter that I also sell a monthly print newsletter, I give away an issue in PDF version from my print newsletter. There you go. So that's, ben, so ben does the same thing. I know that's a model he uses too. Yeah, so that's a free preview. And so what I recommend is you give away the freebie so we have something of value that you're giving away. It's a bridge. And then we immediately go for the offer right after. I have a bunch of clients, for example. Probably the most tested for paid traffic is we bring someone onto the list. So we give away our freebie on a list. And then often we'll either have the download on the next page or even better in many cases is to have that audio or a video on the next page that we're giving the content from. And then immediately underneath it, we have a link over to our first offer. Right. So we're going for the offer immediately after someone joins the list. Again, lower cost. I said $10,000 coaching program, probably not. Um, a monthly, you know, my monthly mentor club print newsletter. Yes. A, a consultation call. It's a hundred bucks. Yes. You can do that immediately. So you go for the sale immediately. And we, that's your first setup process. And don't take a long time getting something to give away. As I said, if you don't have anything right now to give away, do an audio because it'll be fast to put, put together the audio, get that up start collecting leads. And then what you'll do is those first few emails, I would even tell you to sit down and say, hey, let's do an entire autoresponder sequence in the beginning. You mentioned I have a course called Autoresponder Alchemy, but and it teaches you know, how I like to have, especially in the beginning, a sequence when somebody joins my list that introduces them to me, introduces my products, things like that. But since you're just getting started today on a list, I just say get people on the list and start sending an email. In the very beginning, practice sending one email a day just to practice it. And that's something that's that, that a number of people we've had on the show and a person I'm uh, – like the product I just mentioned, uh, John McCullough, a guy I did the product with. He, he was a guy I found because of, I was looking around for the people who were doing the daily email and you were the – one of the other people that I found initially that was doing daily email. I started looking around for other examples. Um, well, see, long term, I actually don't do a daily email at the moment because long term, what you're going to do is you're going to look at the broadcasts that do well, and you're going to plug those back in as an autoresponder. So you, so you don't have to be there every day. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I have clients right now who have autoresponder sequences that go out three to five years. Wow. And even my own autoresponder sequence, I have autoresponders that are programmed out for a very long period of time. And then I send usually like new broadcasts like Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, so so that would be multiple times a day then. So people would be getting stuff? Sometimes it's multiple times a day for some of the people on the autoresponder sequence. A lot of times for clients, I'll tell them to just program so the autoresponder doesn't mail out the two days they're mailing if they're doing broadcast the same day. Okay, cool. You know, so but you space it out. You, you can do multiple times per day. That's People think you can't. But yeah. if you're actually sending the right system, you can. 
the first thing, so we've got our lead magnet to get people on our list, our free preview. Then the next thing we need to do is obviously we need to start getting some people on the list. <laughs> For that, of course, we could go into every type of traffic method that you can do. I mean, there's tons of traffic methods, but I lean towards starting off with paid methods in the very beginning just because, hey, I want to get things moving. The easiest one to mention is probably Facebook because you can target just about any market in, with Facebook advertising and drive them over to an opt-in page. And that's become very popular in the last last 10 years, five years, whatever it's been now. Uh, that's become a very popular model is the Facebook advertising. Yeah, it is. Well, I use my actual favorite advertising at this moment is actually YouTube advertising. Right. With Facebook in, in second, because YouTube seems to give a little bit more qualified leads okay. when I run it, because people are actually searching for your subject instead of us interrupting them. But I like give Facebook because Facebook is a little easier to start with since you don't have to start with a video. So it's, a, it's an easier start method. And you can pretty much target any audience in Facebook. Like I was just helping a client recently and we were looking for what we we're going to target. We were wanted to target female entrepreneurs who are like 40 to 60 who read Entrepreneur Magazine and were interested in a couple other things. I'm not going to give his whole market, but we matched it up. So there's like two, three qualifications right. for this audience. Nice. And you could target just about anything, again, to hit that ideal client that you want, starting with Facebook advertising. So we have traffic method. We have our list. We need to now start sending out some emails. And I like to give the simplest model for email to start with. And you know, from my course, I actually give a lot of different ways to do things. But the simplest model really, I just comes back to story. Start off with some type of story, some type of hook connection. Give a tip, which I call the moral of the story, and then transition into your offer. And pretty much, although there's so many different ways we could do this, you could say 98, 99% of my emails somehow hit that model. Yeah, mine, story, mine too, actually. <laughs> story, tip, transition. That's, yeah. that, that's the model. And story could be as simple as, hey, I was watching my little 16-year-old puppy who was biting me. Like I just wrote an email recently called um, Surviving the Land Shark, which is about my puppy biting me. <laughs> and that, that's how I started internet marketing email about my puppy biting me. And I talk about the, the fact that he's biting me, and they call him a land shark. I then talk a little bit about training dogs. Again, internet marketing list, I'm talking about training dogs, and how all of a sudden they just seem to get it. So you, you teach them, you keep teaching them, then all of a sudden they just seem to get it. Oh, you don't want me to bite you. Like, bite it? It just happens one day. They just all of a sudden figure it out. So see, then the, the tip comes with online marketing. Our online businesses are very much the same way because we will often be doing the work. You're trying to get started. You're trying to build that list. You're sending out your very first emails. It seems like nothing's happening. Then all of a sudden, it's like you hit that breakthrough. And it's like, there it is. Now we get the momentum and everything starts working for you. And I've seen that so many times. So that's just that little, in that place, the lesson's like an inspirational lesson. And then I hooked in from there right into my monthly mentor club and offering how each month I'm going to give you guidance to help you push forward and hit that breakthrough point. So it's nice tie -in. It's, it's story, tip, and then tie into an offer. That's the basics of doing the emails. Yeah, I think for a lot of people I have taught because I didn't want to write them myself and I'm generally lazy. I, just, I decided to uh, take money to teach a few clients to tell exactly what you just talked about. One of the exercises I like to do was to, they would throw just topics at me and I would just make a story and transition it, you know, and a tip and transition it into the into their products. So they could see, you know, how easy really could, it really could take anything. 
I was really just trying to get through them. But I think people think that their stories have to be like you know uh, so grandy. You know, you're not you're not Tolkien, but like that. I'm interested in it already because I have I, I had a dog. My cousin has a dog. I'm around dogs constantly, and now I'm interested in what Terry had to say about dogs because he talked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's just interesting to me, and that's that'll be interesting to a good chunk of people. Yeah, and, and the stories could be anything. The way I like to describe it is you can go back to like stories of your childhood, things like that. And I often give people like story starters, a bunch of different questions you can ask yourself to start with a lot of childhood things, you know, where you went to college, things you learned in school, what's something from your parents. But it could be as simple as what would you tell your spouse this week? Or what would you, what happened today that you tell your spouse? Same thing. You're just going to you're just going right. to chatting with people. And, that's, and, that, and then people get to know what you're who you are and what you're what you're like. Exactly. And they, they get to know you. And that's where they make a connection with you. They build a relationship with you because you tell their stories. I will give one story that, that's really good for when you start off. I like people. And the funny thing is you might tell this story multiple times until you get it the way you really like it. And that's your origin story. Right. Where I, I gave you the quickie quickie version, which was eight dollars an hour at Little Caesars, went into business. I mean, I could of course extend that way out and tell you a lot more from the origin story. But I really like clients to do an origin story somewhere even in the first week of the that's one of those messages I like to pull from the broadcast and put it into the autoresponder. One of the first week messages of the origin story and why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's a very that's a very good tip. I sent an email out yesterday, you know, and I try to keep most of the emails. I think now you may have ideas about this, and I may even got some of these ideas from you about keeping them sort of evergreen. If you're going to put them in a responder, autoresponder, not you know, not having sort of a, a time element uh, to them. But I, you know, yesterday's email I sent out talked about the Super Bowl and the results of the Super Bowl because of course everyone was talking about it, and I had my own opinions about it and so forth. So, uh, and that's something I use to tie into an event that's going on so another event so you know it's fun when you get in the habit of people listening to this if you get in the habit of this and of course terry's been doing this forever but you get in the habit of this it's really fun say too you know well i, I like to say for it if, if you're not having fun no one else is either Exactly. Because, because if you're not having fun writing it, no one's going to have fun reading it. And I actually say some of the most enjoyable replies I get to my emails are when someone mentions that I made their spit their coffee on the computer or something else that they <laughs> just just a little joke because I I don't tell a whole lot of jokes there. It's just I'll throw something in. I have a little dark sense of humor that pops in once in a while right. to the emails and. <laughs> It's just you're having fun while you're writing the emails, and that's all you want to think of. Think about just sitting at at the table talking to someone. You're down at the coffee house. You're just having a chat with your friends. Yeah, yeah. I already had people, Patriots fans, on my list emailing me. You know, after I sent that out. And, right. the, and, the, and the funny thing is, you probably have Falcons fans on your list, and they don't get mad, but they they could send you something to rib you. Or, yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Okay, so people got their they got their lead magnet. They're going to run some traffic to it, they, and they're starting to get into writing these emails. What are some of the things that uh, you've done maybe with your email that maybe aren't standard that people maybe haven't heard before, maybe a little outside the box? Um, well, the thing is, since I've been teaching this so long, most of the things I do, they've probably heard from before because I taught someone else who taught them. <laughs> Right. So, uh, that's the case for me because I, you know, uh, I, I think I heard about you really early, luckily. Because I think, for, for example, you've probably heard this stat, which isn't true anymore, but people still quote it, a uh, dollar per, uh, per month per email. Okay, <laughs> I said that back at like 97, 98, okay? <laughs> and it was true back then. Right. <laughs> it's not true now because now I have clients who are you know, on the low side if it, with a really big list that's not as targeted. They might be earning like 10 cents. Other people might be earning 20 bucks a month per email because they're very targeted in a business-to-business niche. Yeah, uh, exactly. Depends what you're selling and stuff, too. But that's an example of what they might have already got for me from... 
who knows where that came to them from. Uh, but let's see. So what am I doing that we, we do really uniquely that they haven't heard before? Well, they've probably heard this, but it's hard to tell what they have or hadn't heard. One of the emails I like to have early in an autoresponder sequence also, usually within the first week, so this is something to send out, is an I need your help email. Okay, And they probably heard the I need your help strategy, which is I do a subject line, I need your help, and you can do that about every six months or so to your list. And I use that exact subject line in all different types of lists. I need your help. And in this email, you simply are going to start off saying, hey, I want to provide you with the absolute best information I can with my email list. So what is your biggest problem or your biggest challenge with X? And you just fill that in with your subject. And all you have to, all you have to do is hit reply, hit reply to this email. And I read everything that's sent to me. Okay, that, That's the email. That's all you've got to send on this. That email is awesome. The reason being is that email, people are going to actually reply to it. They're going to send you all kinds of ideas you can have for your future emails. But there's two other purposes to it, too. The first one is, is we always talk about people whitelisting their email, but one of the best things you can have in most email s services is for them to reply to your email. Yeah. Because now Gmail or whoever we're talking about sees this person replying to your emails. Hey, look, they're actually responding to this person. You're much more likely to land it in their inbox. So that's another reason to do it. And the third reason to do it is especially in my clients who sell higher ticket services. So if we went back to the copywriters again, if you're a copywriter, Right, and you're not doing this, then you're crazy. Okay. The reason being is because people are going to respond back to this. And if you have a huge list, you can't really reply back personally to everybody. If you have a small list, you should reply back to personally to everybody, even if it's just to thank them for answering it or to you know, mention that you're going to do an email in the future. I've had a lot of clients, they get those replies back, they start a conversation, and they make a lot of high ticket sales just from the dialogue that starts from the email. You know, And so, so that's the thing is don't just push them off to the side answer them, reply, keep your responses short, especially if you have an offer that's $500, $1,000 or more on the higher level. It's going to be worth it to you to have that direct dialogue. It's usually a lot easier for good at selling. It's a lot easier to sell face-to-face -face oftentimes than it is to, for people to write it out or whatever. Yeah. We, we, you start the email and you go back and forth in the email. You might go onto the phone from there, but I mean, it's people are going to be shocked that you reply. Yeah. I know. I was shy. In fact, that's funny you mentioned that because, of course, I'm a normal human being like the rest of them, although some people would debate that. But uh, I bought something here not so long ago, and one of the owners of the company replied to me and just said, hey, this thing you bought, which was like a couple of ebooks, he said, this part in here I think was especially interesting to you, you know? Uh, and, hey, well, I'm talking about it now, right? So it had a, had a big impact. It did. So I'm sure that if they make another offer that you want, you will be one of the first people in line there. Uh, so going forward from that, do you, what about some, you know, people talk a lot about segmentation, taking those hyper responsive people and segmenting them and so forth. What sort of ideas do you have about that kind of stuff? Well, I have clients where we do a lot of segmentation to their list. We do it more in the autoresponder sequence than we do in the broadcast. A lot of times what we're doing, because again, it comes back to work versus reward. Okay. So how much work is it to do the, to, to segment off the list? And if you actually start with segmentation, don't be thinking about all the different segmentations you can do. You'll just go crazy and you'll never get any of it done. What you need to start is start off your list just writing emails to the biggest, you know, best ideal client in the beginning. Okay, so get, get started with this. Don't even think about segmenting until at least you do it like an I need your help and then you find that some of the audience is different. Okay, so don't, don't think about it till then. Once you've done something like that, where a lot of my clients have used segmentation is we'll use it near the front end asking near the front end of a list. We'll send out an email like an I need your help email. 
but we'll give them specific responses. So like, here's five different things. Which of these five sentences is most accurate for you? You're most interested. We'll just say for internet marketing field. Well, I'm most interested in Facebook traffic or I'm most interested in driving more profits from my email. Okay. And we give them a list like that and whichever one they click takes them to an autoresponder sequence that you have prepared specifically for that subject to make an offer for that subject. You can do something like that on the very beginning. Again, I'm recommending you not do that if you're a beginner. The reason being is I want you to have all these emails. When you go do that type of list, I want, I would want to have already written all those emails as broadcast that I can easily put together that segmented autoresponder series. Right. So when somewhere, I do down, somewhere down the road, maybe like six months or a year later, you got you got enough emails together to put put those segments together. Yes. And so you do that near the beginning of the list. You then segment them off. Then you segment them the autoresponder. Then eventually I usually drop them into my all everybody into my broadcast again as well, because let's just be serious. How many people in their business have enough time and energy to write broadcasts for three different lists? Nobody does that really. <laughs> so a few, a few really big companies who have a lot of employees do it. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're writing your company, you're writing for your business. You're not doing it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we love to write emails and we're not doing it probably. So, yeah. So, other than using the autoresponder sequences where you make it easy. So, uh, the, instead of segmenting, let's move off a little bit different direction. Let's talk about where a lot of profits come from for my clients. And it's funny because I just, again, I've been doing this forever, but I went through and looked at my most successful clients. We're talking six, seven, eight figure clients. And what we were all doing in common with our email list. And one thing that we all had in common was we all had a continuity program that we promoted heavily for email lists. And I'll bet you that a lot of the people that you respect who do email lists also have a continuity program that they promote heavily to their email list. Absolutely. 100% of them, actually. And, and there's a reason for that. And I call it the freedom quadrant. Okay. And that is, first of all, with email lists, a lot of people have email lists that they don't use. So I think they're like that first quadrant. They're not making money, pretty much any money at all. We have an email list that's not working for them. Okay. They start learning how to use their email list and they start making for money. That's where they move to the next level. We plug in a continuity program, okay? And they'll start seeing, if they know how to use email, they start using that email to promote a continuity program, they're going to start seeing a lot more money coming in. Then there's another aspect after that where they learn how to use the continuity program as well. And what I mean by that is, again, when I look at my clients' numbers, the continuity program, the actual fees from the continuity program usually equal half of the half or less of the profits we're getting from the continuity. And what I mean by that is, think about it this way. Your best subscribers pretty much buy everything that you offer to them, okay? I, I have several subscribers who regularly email me and ask me if there's anything new that they missed buying. <laughs> Okay. Those are like the hyper-responsives, yeah. Okay, so those are the hyper-responsive people. You have those in your email list. Well, you plug people into a continuity program. If you do the continuity program correctly, that's going to be a magnified version of that, okay? Because then your members are going to buy everything else you offer. And I mean, even in consumer markets now, this is kind of normal in business-to-business -business markets, but I have clients in consumer markets where we're selling $750 to $2,500 little workshops in consumer markets, things you know, things like golf and things of those natures, not just business business markets. I mean, we have fifteen thousand dollar coaching programs, things like that in the business markets. But we have all these high ticket services, and you're going to find that in most cases, it comes back to the eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent of their buyers of those high ticket offers came from members of the continuity. So Terry, people want to get a hold of you. They uh, want to get you know involved with what you got going on. What are some of the things you have that people can involve themselves with? Well, this might surprise you. But I'm going to recommend that people join my list. <laughs> That's what you do over at mymarketingcoach.com slash free, mymarketingcoach.com slash free. And the gift I have for you are seven unique ways to create profitable emails, even if you're not a writer. What th That actually teaches you step-by-step. Step. It's, a, it's a free copy from my paid newsletter that teaches you seven different ways to use stories 
to write your emails. It also comes with several cheat sheets, including 64 story shortcuts, which a whole bunch of questions to help you come up with your stories, uh, five proven templates for subject lines, and it gives you my step-by-step system for writing emails that I've used throughout the years to basically produce millions of dollars online for myself and then tens of millions for the clients that I've worked with. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, Terry. And to everyone listening, we'll be back again with another exciting episode. Hopefully, even half as good as the one Terry just gave because that was amazing. And uh, we'll talk to everybody then. And for people who want to get a hold of me, David Allen, go to MakeWordsPay.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.